0: Hey guys, welcome back to Actually Adultish. Christina here, your host, and I am doing a special little bonus episode this week because recently I realized it was my one-year podcasting anniversary, which is really exciting, and it's crazy to me that I've been podcasting for a year. Also not, because it's become such an important part of my life, and I love it so much, but a lot has changed. We started off with three people and now it's down to me i'm a lone ranger but it's so much fun and i think i mean i hope that you've learned a lot about me over the year but i've never really taken the time to really let you get to know me and i know people who have followed me on my blog probably know a lot more about me because I'm very open but if you just listen to the podcast you might not know as much about me but even if you do follow my blog I've never really sat down and said in one place my whole sort of journey to where I am now and there's a lot that happened to me that really just changed my whole life path and really got me into wellness and made me really passionate about sharing other people's stories and what actually Dolce is about is about talking about taboo things and about kind of just all bonding over the fact that we don't know how to do life and you know just talking about the things that come up in life and the reason why I'm so passionate about all these things is because of my own life experiences and so I just kind of thought that a good episode for the year anniversary celebration would be for me to kind of share a little bit of my story. And I actually started to record this yesterday. And it honestly was over two hours and I wasn't even halfway through what I was going to talk about. And I think that was because, honestly, so much of it is confusing to me still. Timelines and everything that happened. I never, I have never sat down and really kind of focused on everything that, that went down. So it's sort of hard for me to collect my thoughts on it. But after talking through it once, or starting to talk through it once, I want to restart and try and talk through it right now and I want to go into as much detail as I can but at the same time I can't be as detailed as I would like to be just because it that would honestly be a six to eight hour ordeal and also because there are some events that happen that you know implicate other people and I can make the choice to share my life on the internet but I can't, you know, always do that for other people. So, that being said, if... Well, I just want to tell you... I mean, I'm very candid and open and straightforward. I'm going to be talking about my eating disorder. If that might trigger you, then you might not want to listen. I'm going to be talking about digestive issues and health things and just be aware of that before I start because I'm just going to get into it and kind of figure this out as I talk. So you will be figuring this out with me and hopefully you enjoy it. And this is going to be long. I might end up splitting this into two episodes or just do a really long one. We'll see how it goes. Okay, so where should I start? So I'm mainly going to be talking about a one to two year period of, of my life in college and but before I get into that I need to give you a little bit of background so I went into college with a chronic case of mono and just not really feeling my best and I was not having the best experience at school I really really resented school I didn't like it and I felt like I didn't really have a group of people that I connected with, I felt like I didn't have friends, I was really lonely, I hated school itself, I felt like every day, I mean, I was burnt out from high school, every day I was sick of just going to school, studying, I mean, all I did was study, write papers, take tests, and it just felt so pointless to me and purposeless, and I felt like life should be about something greater and more important, and why did I have to waste my life doing something that I didn't care about, and studying things I didn't care about, and writing papers about things I didn't care about and I just felt really purposeless and you know I was getting good I mean I've always gotten really good grades and that's kind of been my defining factor like that's what people think of me as I was always a smart one and so I felt like that was all I had and I had to keep that up and I had to keep getting straight A's and it was just it felt like every day was the same and every day I didn't like and I wasn't happy and by the time I was a sophomore in college that per, that feeling of just being purposeless and just it, it just I just felt like what is the point of all of this it just got really bad and my depression was coming back and I started binge eating really badly and I had also always been somebody who just kind of ate junk all the time. I ate the standard American diet, but I went beyond that. I would go out of my way to eat garbage 24-7, sweets 24-7. And so, I mean, my friends always knew me as the person who would finish off all the cake and ice cream. But the binging went beyond that, and I knew it started to become a problem because I was hiding it. And it wasn't just, oh, my friends and I are all watching movies and eating, you know, cartons of ice cream and containers of cookies it was like I was waiting for my roommate to leave so I could take the food out from under my thing and eat it and I'm laying on the floor crying while I'm stuffing my face with whatever I was eating I've I ate a lot of trail mix and I would buy those bags of chocolate chips and just eat bags of chocolate chips and then also I would get mini pints of ice cream and go through like three in a sitting and I would just cry and eat and think about how depressed I was and it was just becoming a pattern and getting out of control and I felt physically just and emotionally like I felt sick to my stomach all the time and just emotionally I felt gross like I was like I I can't just keep eating my feelings like this isn't life this isn't how to live I need to pull myself together so Meanwhile, I also had just always had kind of a lot of health issues, like a lot of digestive issues my whole life. I was always the one who was so bloated. It was just the joke in my family that I always looked nine months pregnant and no matter what I did, I was always bloated and in so much pain and then I noticed with certain foods it would get worse than others and I would sometimes it would turn into nausea and you know feverishness and I tried to hide it a lot I was embarrassed but my big thing was like I was super constipated like I would have a bowel movement once a month if I was lucky like that was like and so that caused me a lot of pain and just all these other things I was just getting weird symptoms and I didn't realize that that wasn't normal until I got to college and then I realized, okay, wait, that's like not normal to be. First of all, for food to cause me this much pain, for me not to have bowel movements, for me to be so uncomfortable. I mean, I could barely bend over. I hated moving at all. And I noticed correlations with certain things, but just always ate like crap and didn't really care and didn't know anything about health and didn't even realize that what I was eating was contributing to that. So it was just kind of a mess. So I basically just overall did not feel good in any way, shape or form in my life at that point. So the binging got kind of out of control. And then I realized I just woke up one day and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like people on the outside always think that, you know, people don't know what's going on in your real life, really, unless they ask. And I was like I need to pull this together like I'm a smart girl I know I'm a smart girl and I was just sick of people being thinking that everything was perfect in my life and I'm like it's not ever you know people just thought because I got good grades that that means everything else is great and it wasn't and I was like I need to pull this together so I'm smart let's do this so I'm like starting from you know square one and I don't know how to eat a healthy meal Like, I literally don't know what a healthy meal is. I don't even know. I don't know what exercising is. I don't know how to be healthy. Like, what is health is the point I'm at. You know, I mean, I just would eat chocolate croissants and cookies for breakfast. And, you know, I thought that was nutritious. It was a mess. And so then I start researching. And this is what I always do. When I am interested in something, I become an expert on it. And I mean, this is the academic in me. So I am like, okay, what are my resources? I start looking at magazines. I start, this is how I start finding blogs and I turn to the internet and I am I start becoming obsessed with, you know, places like Well and Good, the Chalkboard Mag. I'm looking at places like, you know shape.com and self magazine and even 17 and I start finding more bloggers and bloggers really interested me because these were real women real people who were like living this healthy lifestyle and seemed so healthy and happy and we're also talking about things that I was struggling with like they were talking about deep bloating and you know digestion and I was like okay I want to read everything I can find and then I would turn and look at other just I was just doing a lot of googling and just a lot of reading and then I was trying to figure out you know what is a healthy meal and so at this point I'm just trying to figure out like what is healthy food and I wanted to try and work out again so I the only way I knew how to work out was going to run, so I tried running, and that wasn't working, and then I just went to the gym, a foreign place to me, and felt so out of place, and everybody else was just on the cardio machine, so I was like, okay, I guess I'll do that, and I hated it, it was torture, but I was like, in my head, all these torturous things I was doing, I remember for one day, I tried to like, eat only a certain amount of calories, because somebody in a magazine said to only eat a certain amount of calories and I literally felt like I was gonna die and I was like okay I can never do that again but like that was the what is put out there as health information is actually just diet information right so it was a mess but you know I didn't last a day so on that but then I was still trying to do the cardio thing and I hated it and I was like okay I guess just being healthy like has to kind of suck you know like this is just what healthy people do like they go on the elliptical for 45 minutes every day. Like, that's just how, what, if I ha- want to be healthy, you know, I'm an adult, gotta buck up and do it. So that was just, you know, kind of this awkward stage. I then reached out to my cousin, who was sort of like the healthiest person I knew at the time. And he was, you know, really into weightlifting and like ate healthy. And he introduced me to strength training and sort of gave me a better idea of what. A healthier diet looks like and when I found weights I was just amazed because I was like wait being healthy doesn't have to be horrible like I loved lifting weights and like it was fun to me and it was quick and easy and I started seeing I started getting muscle and I started feeling a lot better and then I started you know eating more kind of like what he was tell me and just like basically cutting out the junk and um I cut down On like basically the only thing I cut down on was like the junk food and then bread. Like I would try and only eat bread like regular bread like once or twice a week, and those were like what I thought healthy people did. And I was like, okay, whatever, this is fine. And I honestly loved everything I was doing. I loved my new diet. I loved or you know diet whatever. I loved the way I was working out, and I was feeling really good. I felt like everything was turning around, and I felt better than I had ever felt in a while because I mean, I had stopped binging, like finding like a new routine stopped me from binging. And I felt really good. And I still had all my digestive issues, but I just didn't feel gross. And I was finally kind of getting off my butt after spending two years literally laying on the couch because of my mono. And I started, I dropped down to the weight I was at before I got mono. During mono, I gained probably like 10, 15 pounds. And so I was feeling better in my body and just kind of more normal. And I had way more energy. And I just felt like everything was really turning around. Um, And I started just becoming obsessed with these wellness blogs. And I spent way too much time on like bodybuilding.com and T Nation. And all I did was research fitness and health and food. And I was just becoming... Just so enthralled with all of this information, and there was just so much out there. And I would spend hours on Twitter reading these, these health magazines. Like I would live on the Chalkboard Mag and read every article they had ever published in Mind Body Green, and I just loved it. And I loved wellness, and it was exciting to me. And so I, w- so I dropped down a little bit of weight, and I, f- I just felt good. I felt really good, and I felt like other things in my life were turning around as well. So I landed two internships that I really wanted that summer at the time I wanted to go into PR and I got two PR internships for the summer and I also got a position being in charge of an online magazine for UCLA called Her Campus UCLA, which I was super excited about because I was really into writing and I at this point also decided to finally start a blog. And I had honestly, like basically my whole life, I really wanted to start a YouTube channel or a blog because I just had so much to say. And also I loved YouTube because my obsession was like YouTube beauty gurus I love. And I spent years watching and I always thought I could do that, but I just kind of never had the courage to actually start it. And I realized when I was in the dorms, well, I can't really kind I can't really have a channel right now because I can't record in here. And finally, I was kind of at a point in my life where I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want. And I was like, I'll start a blog because I can actually do that. And I was going to start a beauty blog. And so I was getting more into, you know, I was doing a lot of looks and taking pictures and like posting them and just getting into all this health and wellness stuff and the beauty stuff and joining it all together. And then these jobs I was going after were related to that. And I just felt like everything was falling into place. And I felt just a lot better. So then my sophomore year, I go to San Diego for spring break. I was with my sister, and my mom. It was super fun, just relaxing. And we, I was still like, you know, following my, my new healthy lifestyle. But I mean, I hadn't like completely like cut out sugar or cut out dessert. I was just like, I wasn't binging on it anymore. I would just have it like, I don't know, however many times a week I wanted it. Like usually once or twice, and I wasn't going crazy, so that was fine. But we were in San Diego. Everything was great. I was feeling good, keeping up with my routine. And then one night we wanted to go get froyo, so we went to get froyo. We went. If you're from San Diego, um, you probably know this place, Yogurt on the Rocks. I yeah so we go there and I of course typical me lit I'm not even joking I put literally every single flavor there into my container and every single topping like that thing of yogurt cost me like $25 I'm not joking it's the kind of place where you put in your froyo and then they weigh it the person I thought I was crazy and I was just like yolo I'll do what I want you know so I did that and pretty much immediately after that Felt like I was going to die and I had never felt this bad before ever so I was like crap this is not gonna work so I get I'm really feverish nauseous I feel like I'm gonna explode at this point I was super constipated hadn't I hadn't pooped in like two months right now and I was like oh my god I'm literally I didn't know if I was gonna vomit I was gonna have diarrhea sorry if this is TMI but sorry this is life and I just felt horrible. And I was, my stomach was cramping so bad. It felt like someone was stabbing me. And I was just like, I can't do this. So that whole night, I was in a ton of pain. And I just kind of laid on the bathroom floor waiting for my whole body to explode. And nothing happened, but I felt horrible. And that night, I downloaded my, basically my favorite blogger at the time was Lauren Skinny Confidential, still one of my favorite bloggers, um, but I downloaded her book and I just sat on the bathroom floor and like read that book to try and distract me. And my fascination with all of these bloggers was basically like, I just loved learning about people's lives and I couldn't understand why you know, I would, I would do the thing where I was comparing because these women to me were teaching me how to be healthy. And I'd be like, well, these are the type of foods they eat. And this is the way they work out. And I'm doing something similar. So why isn't it working for me? Because at the end of the day, my digestion, my stomach issues were just horrendous. And I thought that if I just kind of copied what all of these quote unquote, healthy people were doing, it would fix it. And so I turned to all these different bloggers and Just was like trying to figure out okay how come like I'm doing the same thing and they're saying that this gets rid of their bloat and this helps with their constipation and I'm doing the same thing it's not working and I just kept trying to like fight that and figure it out and it wasn't working. So I got back to school that night and that night is basically when shit hit the fan like literally so bad so I that week I have never been more sick than I've never been that sick in my whole life and I can't even explain to you what was happening to me but things were like my entire body was basically exploding I was in so much pain I've never been that bloated in my life I honestly thought that my stomach was gonna rip open and I couldn't leave the bathroom so I spent I I genuinely could not leave my bathroom and I was in so much pain and just sweating and I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't keep any food down. My roommate tried to bring, like the only thing that even sounded, I would try and eat some bread. That was the only thing that sounded like I could stomach it. But as soon as I tried, I just couldn't keep it down. I tried to get some like electrolytes in me. I tried to drink some coconut water. That made me feel nauseous. I couldn't drink water. It was just a mess and I needed to get to a doctor, but I literally couldn't like move without a bodily f- function happening basically I was throwing up and having diarrhea at the same time 24 7 constantly um there you go that's what was happening and I was aff- I was legitimately afraid I was like I need food in my body why is this not stopping I don't know what to do I was embarrassed I felt alone like you know my family wasn't there I was missing school I didn't know what to do so finally after about five days I realized that I like had it like I, I thought I could make it down to the Ash Center which is the Student Health Center so I found a break in my vomiting and ran down there as quickly as I could felt like shit it was like a huge feat for me to get down there I don't even know how I did And typical Ash Center, if you don't know this, the UCLA Ash Center is truly a piece of shit. And they treat everybody like a piece of shit. They misdiagnose everybody. They're just a nightmare to work with. So this doctor, I mean, I'm desperate. I'm in there crying. I'm so scared. He starts laughing at me, makes some poop jokes, tells me that I'm pregnant, and then he'll give me a pregnancy test. Okay. I was fucking pissed. I was like, I am not pregnant. I'm literally dying. Help me. He wouldn't help me. All he would do is give me a pregnancy test. Um, so that sucked and I was pissed. And then I finally got home. I made it back. I tried again the next day. Went down to the ass center and saw a different doctor. And this doctor told me that I should try taking some Metamucil. I mean, are you fucking kidding? Then I tried again the next day. That doctor told me that she would check me for STDs. I mean, I just couldn't even... I was like, can someone freaking help me? Like, why is this not stopped? Like, look at my stomach. They were like... They were looking... This is how... I'm like... Oh, my God. They literally thought because I was bloated, I was pregnant. So incompetent. Don't even get me started on the Ash Center. We'll get back to that later. So... My family is super concerned. It was my birthday that weekend. My family drives down. And... My mom's like... Okay, we need to like get you to a real doctor. So, finally finally it stopped after about a week and I really couldn't stomach much by the end. Like I mean, I got some rice down me that sounded fine. I don't even know. I was just trying to figure it out. I finally stopped and I get to urgent care and this doctor was the first doctor who ever like I mean, he didn't make fun of me and this man was like have you been tested for celiac disease and I said no and he's like you might have it he's like how do you do with dairy and I was like well I know I don't do so great with it but I still eat it because I like it and he was like I would recommend cutting out gluten and dairy and seeing how you feel and I was like okay willing to try whatever because I need to be able to function as a human and like walk around so I decided to cut out gluten and dairy and dairy for me I had I had stopped drinking milk. A while ago which like used to be a staple in my diet because I knew it made me break out so much like I got really bad cystic acne from it um but I was still eating some cheese and some yogurt and I just cut those out and I did I mean I knew every I mean every time I ate dairy I my stomach issues got so much worse and I noticed it and I also at this point had cut out pasta because I noticed the year before anytime I ate pasta I would throw up and like get nauseous and get rashes all over my body it was really weird um and I was like I'll just give this a shot whatever and I had read some of my other bloggers talking about how like eating less gluten made them feel good so I was like I just okay let's try it so I cut out the gluten and dairy and my my insane bloating from that week went down back to like what it started at um my digestion I mean at least I wasn't throwing up and like shitting my brains out all the time but like got normal enough so that I could walk around and go to class and be as a human but ever since that whole episode of that week like that triggered something in my body and my digestion was just never on point and almost I felt like I was reacting to almost everything I ate and Every meal I ate just, it it caused me so much pain. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And at this point, I was going, I was back to being really constipated. And I was like, I literally can't live like this. And I'm not going to live like this. So let's figure this out. But I did feel much better off the of gluten and the dairy. And then about two weeks later, I woke up one day and literally felt like, I don't even know. A new human. I felt like I had been wearing foggy glasses for 20 years and then took them off. Like I could see clearly. I had so much more energy. My, I didn't have, I didn't realize that literally my whole life I was living with a constant migraine and all of the rashes all over my body went away. I, I didn't have any more joint pain, which was like a huge problem with me. Like my joints were always killing me and I could actually walk without hurting my, my joints. And I just felt less inflamed. I felt I had so much more energy. I It was insane. And I was like, okay, whoa, whoa. I feel like cognitively so much better. I could think more clearly. I felt like in school I could focus. And I was like, I'm not eating gluten and dairy ever again. I later, a few weeks, tested that out again. And had some gluten and had insane reactions like i mean i broke out in blisters all over my body i was nauseous i couldn't move for a few days i felt like somebody was stabbing me for like three days my digestion was horrific like i was i can't i'm not even gonna get into the details i just reacted really really strongly and it lasted like a long time and i was like okay i i can't do gluten so I'm just not going to and I felt so much better off of it so I stopped um then I start though because everything just kind of ever since that episode I just felt horrible I started trying to get to the bottom of it and I became the more and more research I did the more and more convinced I became that it was something connected to my diet and I thought that if I just figure out what I'm eating that's like affecting me then maybe all this shit will go away like maybe I'll be normal and I started seeing nutritionist after nutritionist and was basically just getting the same meal plan over and over again, which is basically just like this low calorie meal plan. And it was already it was it was similar to how I was already eating, but just less calories. And I was like, what are you doing? And I was having I was really struggling eating gluten free and dairy free in the dorms, at the dining halls, and didn't really know how to navigate that, and I was seeing a psychologist at the time who was telling me to go see these nutritionists, and so I was going to her recommendations, but these women were just all about weight loss, and I was like, I'm trying to fix my digestion, and I would get frustrated because I was spending hundreds of dollars for these women to just give me the same meal plan, and I was like, this is what I'm already eating, except half the calories, and I just quickly re- realized that all anybody cared about was like losing weight. And I was just really frustrated. And I mean, I went to the Ash Center again to see the nutritionist there because I was like, can you please help me eat, glu- figure out how I can eat gluten free and dairy free in the dining halls. And she didn't know what to do, was very stumped. Um, she told me to eat a kind bar for breakfast and lunch and then for dinner to go to the salad bar and just eat some Lettuce so that was a fail, and I was just getting so frustrated, and so I started just, I would walk down to Whole Foods every day and get food and made basically all my food in my dorm room with my microwave. Uh, I'd make eggs in the microwave, oatmeal in the microwave. I would cook chicken in the microwave. I made do with what I could. I steamed veggies. I, like, had oils in my pant. Like, I just made do, but it was struggle or i got stuff from the hot food bar there and i mean the whole foods i mean it was like a 45 minute walk every day and i was just exhausted and dealing with all this other stuff and also still like sticking to my exercise regimen and i was talking with my aunt angela who has been on the podcast and she was trying to help me figure out this stuff too and she was like she's like my only family in LA and so she connected me with her acupuncturist and I started going to acupuncture and that helped me a lot with my anxiety and then also my acupuncturist is just so knowledgeable about the gut and digestion and she was kind of the first person who took me seriously and like I could talk to about how I felt like the foods were like like making my digestive issues worse and making my health worse and she actually took me seriously and was the smartest person I had talked to up to this up to this point. So she ran a stool test on me that came back and she found out that I had candida. And she goes, Well that could be the cause of her constipation. And I was like, Oh my God, thank God this could be like this is like a real thing. Cool. So she puts me on antifungals and um uh candida diet which if you're not familiar with the candida diet is like no sugar no starches no fruit and i took this list as the bible and there are lots of food she was like just you know she's like don't have this every day but you can have it every once in a while blah blah blah. anything that Basically, any food that said just have it in moderation or once in a while, I was like, I'm not having at all. So basically, because I was so afraid, I was like, I need to kill this candida. I was so afraid of the candida and wanted it gone because I was so sick of being in so much pain. I just couldn't even deal with it. And so I just clung to that list and I was eating as much meat, protein, fish, you know, chicken, whatever, as I wanted. I was eating nuts. I was eating... A shit ton of vegetables but I was avoiding I mean I mean I was avoiding like anything starchier so no fruit I wasn't having any like potatoes or carrots or any of that and I started this candida diet and basically she had me start the candida diet and told me to wait until after finals to do the antifungals because I'd probably have a detox reaction so I started the candida diet and I felt honestly, world's better, like, my bloating went down, and I wasn't in physical pain every time I ate, like, when I ate food, it didn't feel like somebody was stabbing me, so I was like, okay, wow, this is great, really liked that, Um, and I just kept doing that, and at the same time, so, I had been losing weight, after I started my, like, health kick a few months prior. I, like, lost the weight from, that I gained from mono, but then I was slowly still losing more weight, and then when I went on this candida diet, I kept losing more, and I didn't really realize at the time, like, my goal was never weight loss. I've never felt overweight, Um, but, I mean, I always was a girl, you know, I was insecure about, like, my little pooch and my, like, lower stomach, whatever. But I didn't really care that much. At this point, I was just so focused on my digestion and, like, I didn't have a weight problem. I didn't think I did, but also losing weight was, like, I was like, okay, cool, I'm losing weight. Everybody wants to lose weight, right? Like, isn't that the goal? Because that's what the society tells us. That's what all these magazines I was reading were telling me I should want. And that's what all these blogs I was reading was telling me I should want. Like, oh, what do you do for weight loss? What do you do for weight loss? So that's subliminally telling me I should always want weight loss, right? And I just didn't think anything of it. And yeah, I don't know. I was just losing some weight. So I had a really emotional time and my grandma died that during that time period, and I just kind of felt like everything was, it was hard. I was really sad that, about her passing, and I felt really detached from my family, because, like, they were all home, and nobody was really talking to me about it, and I just didn't really know how to handle it, and so I started, like, clinging to my I was clinging to this candida diet and like my exercise routine as sort of just like the two things in my life that were stable and were working and that I could control and then I started the antifungals had a really intense detox reaction I couldn't get out of bed I couldn't move I was so dizzy I was nauseous I was super sick and that lasted a few weeks so my dad had to come down and basically like move all my stuff for me I was literally like just on the bed useless like I couldn't move I couldn't I could barely walk it was a disaster and I could tell from the moment he saw me. He was like, "You've lost a lot of weight." And I was like, "Yeah, I know." And I don't know, that was that. So I went home. I had moved out of the dorms. And when I got home, I noticed people like looking at me differently, and I kind of felt this disconnect with the people around me. Like, and I was kind of proud of the way I looked. Like, because I had lost off, I had I had lost the mono weight and I felt like I looked good. Like I was a lot more muscular than I ever had been and I wasn't bloated because of the candida diet and it was, I don't know, but then it's just kind of like that feeling like everybody's kind of talking about you but not talking to you, you know, you just kind of feel like an outsider in the room. That's kind of how I felt with everybody at home, like friends, family, I don't know. It was like they weren't telling me something and I was just like, whatever. So then I go back to L.A. and I start summer and summer. I that summer I was planning to do my two internships and then I was taking three classes through summer school and I was like, okay, let's go. But I things just kind of started to spiral out of control. So I was very, very busy, first of all, which was stressful um, I'm losing more and more weight. And as I'm losing more and more weight, I'm feeling worse and worse, but I don't really want to admit that. So I'm basically feeling super, super tired. And I just feel bad. And I'm getting all these symptoms. I'm freezing all the time. It hurts me to sit down because I'm so bony. I was having a hard time sleeping. I was getting really bad leg cramps. My hair was falling out. My gums are bleeding. My clothes at this point were... Like, at first, losing weight, I was like, oh, my, my clothes are looser. At this point, nothing was fitting me. And even at the store, I would try and buy new clothes, but everything was still too big. And I, like, literally, there was, all I could wear was dresses. And I felt like everything was baggy on me, and I felt so insecure. And I noticed when I went out, people would look at me, and people would make comments. Sometimes people would yell at me, like, go eat a cheeseburger people would whisper and like look at me or like children would like tug on their mom's shirts and like look up at me and whisper something and I just noticed that people were treating me differently but at the same time so many people were telling me oh you look so great you look amazing what are you doing like people wanted to know my friends wanted to know what I was eating they were telling me oh my god you look so good you lost all your baby fat blah blah blah. so I was getting all this positive reinforcement and I was very confused and In my head, I'm like, okay, maybe my family's just, like, not used to me looking like this, so they think it's, like, too skinny, but, like, my friends are telling me I look good, so, I mean, you know, my friends should know. It's in my head. My friends would know, but because, you know, they're, like, relevant, young, whatever. So, so, meanwhile, well, I had dropped about maybe 35 pounds in, how many, like, two months. It was a lot, and I mean, I was never overweight to begin with. So on my body, that was pretty scary. And I'm working, I'm tired. And meanwhile, all my digestion stuff. So I cleared the candida and I'm still super constipated. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I start going to more doctors and trying to figure things out and nobody knows what's going on. And I'm getting scared and I'm tired. I'm, I remember just like I couldn't walk up hills I remember parking at work and like literally I would dread every day walking up the hill to get to my car because I was so exhausted I couldn't walk up the hill and I started clinging to my workout routine and my food like again this control thing and I every day had to exercise and I had to stick to my split and I had to work out and I was just more obsessed than ever before with reading stuff online and trying to find answers because the more and more doctors I visited, the more I just felt like, I don't know, I needed to figure it out. And I was trying to figure out why I felt so shitty and why I was losing weight when I was doing it. When I was losing, I was losing so much weight when I was doing exactly what everybody was telling me to do to be healthy, but I didn't feel healthy. Like everybody told me, if you work out this much and if you eat this, you'll be healthy and you'll feel great. And I was doing that and I felt like a piece of shit. I never felt worse in my life and I was so unhappy and it started becoming difficult because I was getting cognitive effects. So I felt like, honestly, I felt dumb. Like, my brain wasn't functioning, and I had really bad memory loss, and people would talk to me, and five seconds later, I just forgot what they said, or I wouldn't process anything they said, and work was getting hard for me because I felt just stupid, and I felt like people at work, I don't know, I couldn't keep up, and at work, all I wanted to do was just, like, read articles and try and figure out what was going on, and it was just... It was a rough time. Things were spiraling out of control, and I was feeling like a failure because I had to drop out of summer school, which was a huge thing for me. Like, I've never quit school in my life up to that point, and I felt like a failure for doing that, and I was so embarrassed that I had to give something up, but I just didn't have enough time in the day, and the stress was really, really eating away at me. So my life was becoming really rigid and I knew that my relationship with exercise was really unhealthy but I didn't want to admit it and then I also was kind of confused because I thought maybe it's not unhealthy maybe this is like like I thought that's what healthy people did I thought that I was like well I I mean people would ask me to do things and I wouldn't do it because I was like that's when I'm supposed to work out you know I was ditching people for workout plans like my whole day revolved around working out and my whole day revolved around when I needed to eat and I was really stressed out because I was so hungry all the time and I couldn't and I would eat like pounds of I was eating like pounds of fish and steak at a meal to fill myself up and I would still be hungry and I couldn't understand why nothing was like filling me up and I was like where is it all going because I'm losing so much weight I'm eating so much food and I'm also not, I'm still super constipated. And I was like, literally, where is it going? And so I'm getting scared and people are not like listening to me. And I mean, I just kind of really didn't really know what to do. And after the candida diet, I tried to add in some carbs, Um, like add in some of the foods that I had previously left out. But I was honestly afraid of them because I associated them with candida and I I was like if I have too much of these my candida is going to come back and as I added them in I basically would get really nauseous and like I kept fainting like I would have like I remember like I had like one strawberry and I literally passed out and then the next day I tried putting sweet potatoes in my like breakfast scramble and I was driving on the 405 and literally had to pull over because I fainted in my car And these things kept happening to me. And I was so afraid. And I just became afraid. I was like, I can't eat them because they're making me like literally pass out and nauseous and feel sick to my stomach. And I just didn't really know what to do. And I felt out of control. I felt really out of control. My Aunt Angela was like the one person in my life who I felt like I could confide in, who understood me. And, you know, it was confusing because my, my friends were telling me I looked so great. And I would ask them, you know, like, do I look unhealthy? And they would say, no, you look really good. And then meanwhile, other people, like my, my, my parent, my parents would say, you know, you've lost a lot of weight. And I was like, yeah, I know. So I was just confused. And when I looked in the mirror, I saw the girl that I had, like, I had always seen. I saw the girl from two years ago. I wasn't seeing it and I was confused. But then I, like, I was still taking pictures and in photos i was embarrassed of what i looked like in photos and like i was trying to do more makeup and in all my pictures like i mean i looked like an old woman in my face i had wrinkles all over my eyes and on my you know the side of my mouth and like so the makeup was not looking too cute and then i would get frustrated and cry and i just didn't understand why What I saw in the mirror was so different than what I saw in a photograph. And no matter how well I did my makeup, it still didn't look good because my face looked like a skeleton. And I just felt depleted. I felt completely depleted, and I felt like nobody could help me. And I remember going to my aunt's house, and I was like, I don't know what to do. And she basically wrote me a list of things to do, and she told me to cut back on my exercise. She told me, like, to eat more of these foods. She told me to make sure I'm doing acupuncture every week that she told me, we're going to find you a therapist that you connect with, like, just, like, this big list, she told me to start getting into meditation, and was trying to give me a life plan, and was just, like, I just remember crying, because I was, like, I just felt like it was out of control, and I couldn't, I don't know, so the one thing that I actually followed from that list, I should have followed everything she told me, but, was to find a therapist that really worked with me because the ones I had tried many times before, just we weren't driving. I eventually found somebody who specialized in eating disorders and she really understood me, but I could tell that she kind of didn't know what to make of me. And I felt like this with everybody kind of around me. It was like, did they believe that I had digestive issues or not? Like, they didn't really know, and they were confused because I was so thin. And, like, you know, I said I ate a lot of food, but it was like they didn't know if I actually did or didn't. And she suggested that I look into joining a center for recovery. And at this point, I knew that I had a messed up relationship with food, But I knew I didn't have anorexia or bulimia because I was eating a lot of food. It was just like I was so afraid of carbs. And so that's why I went to see this eating disorder specialist. I was like, I'm like afraid of these foods. And uh, she was I know she just kind of didn't really know what to make of me. So she suggested some different places that were just sort of like daytime centers. And at first I was really offended and I was like, absolutely not. No, no, no. Then after a few weeks, I started looking into them because I was like, I literally don't know what to do. But at the end of the day, I was just frustrated because I'm like, at the end of the day, I need my digestion to work. Like, I'm afraid of this stuff because my digestion isn't working. And it was it was confusing. So I ended, I ended up actually calling the center and doing a phone interview with them. And she asked me all these questions about like, my daily routines and what I ate and how I felt and I answered completely honestly and at the end she goes so are you saying you don't have an eating disorder and I go I mean I don't know what I have but I just know I need help like I've lost so much weight and I can't gain it back and I and she was like interesting she's like well what you're saying it doesn't sound like you have an eating disorder and I was like well she's like, you're still eating food, and I go, I know I'm eating food, but like, I mean, I don't know, my my therapist told me that I should go here, and she was like, okay, well, I'll have to review this with the team, and I'll get back to you. They ended up getting back to me like a week later, and they called me while I was driving over. I was gonna stay the weekend on my aunt's house while she was out of town just so I could get out of my apartment because I needed space because at this point just every day I felt so overwhelmed and I just wanted to be by myself and they called me and told me that they thought that my case was much like it was beyond the scope of the LA daytime practice and I needed to be full t- in full-time care and that I would need to go to Arizona and sign up for a six-month program where I would be there 24/7 and they would put me in intensive anorexia care. And at this point, I honestly just like lost it. I was like, "What? How did that escalate so quickly?" And I was like, "I don't have anorexia though." And I was feeling so crazy. I was feeling insane. I was like, "Everybody's telling me I have anorexia. So do I have it?" Like I'm so confused, and I just broke down crying and I pulled over on the side of Wilshire and just cried for hours until, I mean, it got dark. I ended up calling my therapist, which was, like, really weird. I would never, I never had called her outside of our appointments before this, and I just broke down, and I was like, I don't know what to, like, they told me I need to go to Arizona, like, and I could tell she was taken aback, and she goes, okay, no, she's like, you don't have anorexia, you absolutely should not do not need to go into that level of care, at this point, I was like, if that will just make me worse, if I don't, if I'm not struggling with anorexia, and I'm just like surrounded by people who have it and treated like it, like, I was like, this is literally going to prevent me from getting the care I need, because I need to figure out my stomach, like, my stomach is a big problem, and I was so frustrated, and Jenna, my therapist, just apologized, and she was like, no, she, she told me that, basically, she thinks that they looked over my information and saw that I had insurance and saw that my family was able to pay and were trying to get money out of me, basically, which really pissed me the fuck off and made me really sad. And I was like, you know, fuck this. So I just, I don't know, it was all too much. And I had a mental breakdown and I. My relationships in all parts of my life were getting really strained. Um, I felt like I pretty much lost all of my friends. Nobody was talking to me. Things with my family were really tense. And there was a night when I got in a really, really big fight with a family member. And this fight triggered the worst panic attack I had ever gotten in my whole life. And I pretty much had just... A complete mental breakdown, I fell over onto the floor my you know I felt like the room was spinning, I couldn't breathe, I had a horrible pain in my chest and my my hand and my back and my shoulder, my chest Did I say that I don't even know i I can't even like I'm like reliving it as I talk, but it was a really intense emotional night, and I in that moment thought oh. i mean I thought I was gonna die um but it passed and i crawled into my bedroom i crawled into my bedroom and i was so depressed and i just felt like what am i doing like why like my body just keep, i keep losing weight i felt horrible i felt trapped in my head i knew i had this addiction And I felt like I had nobody in my life and nobody gave a shit. Like, nobody cared. And, like, nobody could help me. And I had been seeing all these doctors and, like, nobody could do anything. And I didn't know what to do. And I said, okay, I'm going to call ten people. And if one person picks up, then I will keep going. And if no one picks up, then I'm going to stop. And... I called like, fuck, I think like seven people and nobody answered. And I started getting really scared that I was gonna get to 10. And I started thinking about the knives in the kitchen. And I was really afraid. And so I crawled into my bathroom because I just couldn't walk. And I locked myself in the bathroom because I was just trying to lock myself away from the knives and I just started crying, and, like, I remember crying, and, like, holding onto my hair really tight, and literally a big ball of hair fell out, and I was just, like, are you fucking kidding, and, like, it literally physically hurt me to cry, like, you know, when you're sobbing really hard, and your whole body's going up and down, and you're heaving, and, like, hyperventilating and like because I was so bony and so skinny I could like feel my bones crunching basically and it was it like hurt me to cry like and it hurt me to breathe like breathing too fast physically was just so much for my small little body and my heart my heart (laughs) sorry um but then My cousin texted me and she goes, sorry, I missed your call. And I would never been so relieved in my whole life. And I just told her, like, I am so overwhelmed. I need help. Like, I'm so alone. I don't know what to do. And she, at this point, it was really late at night. And she's like, okay, you know, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Like, it's really late, but we'll figure something out. And I said, okay. So... Basically, her and my sister decided that they would come up that weekend and visit me. And I was so happy to see somebody. And they came up that weekend and they visited me. And I tried to make it just a fun weekend. Like, you know, we went out to brunch and lunch and dinner. And they were helping me finish moving into my new apartment. And the whole weekend, though, was hard because I was out a lot and when I was out it was always hard for me because I noticed everybody looking at me and I just felt like I was on display and I was embarrassed to go out because I knew that I looked sick but like everybody was avoiding it I was like this elephant in the room and again pretty much the whole weekend like I was so excited to see them but I felt like I mean they weren't staying with me they were staying in a hotel I think but I felt like they were not telling me something like, I just felt like there was something that they wanted to say, but weren't saying it. And I was like, can you just say it? Like, I, I mean, it was like this elephant in the room and I wanted to ask them like what I looked like because I had gotten in this habit of asking everybody what it looked like and nobody would tell me what I wanted to hear, which was the truth. And because nobody would tell me the truth, I was just, just like, okay, I guess it's not that serious. Basically, by the end of the weekend, they told me that like part of the reason why they came down was because they were so worried about my weight and they wanted to make sure I was eating, but they were really confused because I was eating so much food and like they honestly expected me to like they expected to come down to me like be weird about food, but I was eating so much and like so thin and they just couldn't understand. And I'm like, I'm yeah, that's why I'm scared, too. And they wanted me to go to the ER because at this point I hadn't pooped in like another two months and I was in so much pain and like I tried just drinking a shit ton of coffee because that used to like help but it wasn't working and I was afraid and then my sister told me that she had heard about somebody who had a hole in their intestine and and that like all their food was leaking into their bodies and killing them and that person was really constipated too and then I started getting scared because I'm like what the hell what if there's just a hole in my intestine I'm so afraid and it was just a mess so I, I mean I just didn't really know what to do because I was like where is all my food going because I'm eating so much and I'm still at this point I was still like dropping weight like it wasn't even like I had just reached a low weight and I was still, I was still dropping and I didn't know where it was going So during this whole time, I had been doing more and more research. I became obsessed with reading everything I could about digestion, the gut, the small intestine, constipation, food, nutrition, wellness, still exercising, working out, all of that. I was trying to figure out, like, why can't I fix myself? Why am I losing so much weight? Why can't I gain weight? Like everything that was going on. And I was seeing a ton of doctors. I was seeing a bunch of endocrinologists other GIs and different specialists um all these random people I had this big file I would carry around with my with me everywhere it was huge with all my medical records I would bring a list of questions suggestions of things I thought I might have different diseases I thought I might have I would tell these doctors what I wanted them to test for I would ask them questions I knew the answers to just to see if they were like competent and I can't even tell you how many doctors I went in there and basically interviewed and I knew more about what I was talking about than them in their specialty and I was just like okay I'm not talking to you anymore and it was really really defeating because I was just like how can so many of you not even know what you're saying like you're you went to medical school right I just felt like they didn't understand what I was saying and they definitely didn't think that there was a connection between my food Which was frustrating me because I'm like, I know there is. And I just, I felt like I was getting more and more information. I was just getting more and more disappointed by all of these doctors and specialists. And it was just a lot. And I mean, I didn't really know what to do. Like, things kind of got out of control. And after basically then I had another huge anxiety attack, um, because my parents came and, like, showed up on my doorstep, and I had no idea that they were going to come down, and it gave me a huge anxiety attack, and I thought I was going to have a heart attack, to be honest, um, and they brought me into this hotel room and told me that I needed to change, and I was like, I mean, what do you think I'm doing? Like, it was like everybody was so desperate to get like they were they were like you need to gain weight I'm like what do you think I'm trying to do like I don't know what to do like I I mean putting me in this bedroom telling me I have to gain weight isn't gonna make me gain weight like I'm eating as much as I can no one's helping me I don't really know what to do it was I just felt like everything was out of control I mean and I felt like a crazy person like my parents showed up at my doorstep and I was kicking and screaming like a three-year-old and like literally was carried into a car, carried into this hotel room and like closed the door into the hotel room. And I was like, literally what's going on? Like uh, there was such a disconnect between me and everybody around me. And I I mean, I just didn't trust anybody. I felt like nobody trusted me. I felt like nobody was talking to me and it was, it was truly bizarre. I felt so alone. And I finally started working with this GI who I felt like was listening to me. But at first, you know, he, I mean, it was clear to me at first that he just thought I was anorexic and was lying. And I had, it was helpful that my family did come down when they could because I would need them to vouch for me. So, like, I had my sister come with me to appointments and say, you know, no, she's eating. Like, he was, they would say, oh, well, it's just because, you know, maybe you just need to eat food. And I'm like, I'm not anorexic like nobody believed me and this happened again and again with different doctors and nobody was believing me and it was just again preventing me from getting the care I needed and I was like so desperate I was like how can you not understand that I have to heal my gut I have to figure out what's going on in my body so that I can gain weight so that I do not like like I can't keep losing weight forever like I was gonna run out of weight at this point I'm 75 pounds okay like and I can barely function, I have no brain function, and it's a nightmare, it's a nightmare, and my, my, one of my bosses at work hooked me up with her mother's doctor, basically, this doctor, she said, it was amazing, he had found out the issue of, like, the root of her health issues when nobody else could, and, just he sounded like a miracle worker and he was endocrinologist and I started seeing him and this man was truly out of a book like I can't even explain he like had hair like count Olaf like he was this old man he muttered all of his words and like was the type to send emails in all capital letters and didn't make sense and like didn't have any social skills like would shake your hand and not look at you in the eye and like kind of just I don't know he just muttered everything and was one of those people that was like so smart that he didn't make any sense and I was just like okay whatever I'm just gonna do whatever you say and he put me through so many tests I was I was just testing after testing after testing um it was a lot uh, he diagnosed me with he told me I was really insulin resistant I had reactive hypoglycemia, I had hypothyroidism, I had this genetic mutation, that genetic mutation, put me on thyroid meds and put me on about 800 supplements. So I'm just, I'm all supplemented up. Meanwhile, I start working with this GI who was like the first GI I felt like was smart. And um, you know, he, I got a colonoscopy and endoscopy, nothing weird came back. Um, and then he starts putting me through testing too. And just all of these really, really weird tests. Like, I don't even know. I was doing shit where I was peeing in jars for three days. I was swallowing rubber bands and getting x-rays to test that out. I was put into all these different, like, trial studies. Like, things that hadn't been done before. And none of that was working. I... I mean, I just didn't even know what was going on at this point. And then they, he starts talking about how him and his colleagues think that there is something wrong with my brain. and Or my spine. And, like, the connections between my gut and my brain are messed up. And they might have to go into surgery and do brain surgery on me. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I mean this is just getting out of control. Like, nobody's going in and doing surgery on my brain or spine. They wanted to put me in these special UCLA trials and, like, getting MRIs. And I'm get- I'm just, like, getting CTs. And I'm just like, w- I mean, this is just too much. This is just too much. So I'm seeing all these people. It's very overwhelming. I am, like, I feel like a skeleton. I feel like everything's out of control. I just needed to get out of there. So I was lucky enough that my mom helped... Like, my mom took me to New York for a trip. I've been wanting to go on this trip for so long. I had never been to New York, and it was so fun. And, like, literally, I planned the whole trip around food because I just wanted to eat, and I ate really great food. But I was having a hard time for two reasons. One, because I was trying to enjoy everything I wanted, and I was having these psychotic carbohydrate reactions again. And I was so bloated and uncomfortable. It was really hard for me to walk. And, like, I mean, if you... Whether or not you've been to New York, I'm sure you know New York is a walking city, um, and I, I was so addicted to working out still too. So like, I would literally like we we were so busy all day, and we'd eat all this food, and then I would have like, like like I wanted to try desserts and like, I, the big one was I wanted this ice cream sandwich from the Butcher's Daughter, which is truly the best dessert on the planet ate it I was all excited and then we went to a comedy show after and I literally like passed out in like I could feel myself getting nauseous and dizzy and I went into the bathroom and it was like overstimulating it was dark all the lights everyone was laughing I go into the bathroom and I just fainted on the floor and some random janitor found me and like I almost hit my head and I was so scared and like I don't even know how long I was passed out for and like I don't know, and they were long days, and then I would go, I would go, and I would literally, we'd get back to the hotel room at, like, 1 a.m., and then I would work out, and then we would wake up at 5 a.m. the next day, and I was just like, what the hell? Meanwhile, everybody in New York was still looking at me weird, and I was getting pissed because, you know, I wanted to take all these pictures, these cute pictures, and post on my blog, and I hated the way I looked in every picture. I felt like I looked like a skeleton, and I did look like a skeleton. I looked so unhealthy and so sick, and I was so embarrassed and I just kept doing what I like. I just kept asking my mom, Mom, like, everybody's looking at me. Why is everybody looking at me? And she would just say, It's because you're a pretty girl. Like, it's because you're a pretty girl. Like, she wouldn't talk about it. Like, nobody would talk about it. Like, and I was so pissed because it was like, I just wanted somebody to be like, You look so unhealthy and you have to gain weight and you have to stop this bullshit. I wanted somebody to just fucking take control. Like, I was out of my mind. I was out of my mind. And, you know, we were, we went to this really nice lunch. Like there are moments during this whole time period that really stand out to me and like one of the ones that really stand out to me, which I talked about a few times. Um, we went to this really nice lunch at the boathouse um, in Central Park and this man next to me Next to us was at lunch with his mom and they were older and he was extremely overweight and we were just eating and I hear him start talking shit about me my mom's chatting with me and I can hear what he's saying he's like mom look at that skinny bitch over there that stupid skinny bitch she's a fucking little skinny bitch someone needs to send her food someone needs to send her food and like I was literally sitting there eating food like he sent over champagne he sent over food to our table my mom thought he was just like being really nice um and then he tried to take a picture of me. And my mom was, like, really weirded out. Like, why are you trying to take a picture of us? And she didn't understand. And he was, like... And then he, I hear him talking about how he's so healthy. He doesn't eat sugar. And, like, somebody needs to put me in my place. And I'm just a skinny little fucking cunt. And I'm a skinny bitch. And he hates me. And all these blonde skinny bitches. And I just lost it. I started crying. And I, I ran out of that. I ran out. And... I mean I just felt so I felt like I was five years old like embarrassed and running away and I just didn't even know what to do and I just started crying and my mom chased after me she's like what's wrong she literally had no idea what was going on like she didn't even notice and I was like I just broke down I was like how do you not see that everybody around me like is skinny shaming me and she was like well, you're thin, you know that, you know you have to gain weight, but, like, you're still a pretty girl. You know, nobody Nobody could just give me the kick in the ass I needed. Like, sorry, I, I mean, it was fucking rough. And, like, it pissed me off because it made me feel like no one cared. And that trip, I then um, found out that a friend from high school committed suicide, and that really hit me hard it was really sad he was a great guy and just one of those guys who you like was always happy and everybody was friends with and you would never expect you know isn't that how it always is it's the people that you never would expect and I was just thinking so much about it and like I mean all these all these people who I hadn't talked to in years were reaching out to me Or people who I had been friends with who had stopped talking to me since I started losing all this weight were reaching out to me. And I was just kind of like, okay, I'm glad we can all be there for each other right now. But also, like, I don't know. I, it was hard. And it made me think about how pissed I was that he had, I mean, he killed himself. And I'm like, did people in his life know? That he was struggling? Do people in his life care? Did they see signs? Like, I hadn't seen him since high school. But, like, you know, I just couldn't help thinking about that. And I'm like, it made me so angry. Like, why does it take, like, why is no one paying attention? And then I started feeling like I am, like, obviously physically just falling apart right now. And nobody seems to be caring in my own life. And that's how I was feeling. And I was like, what is it going to take for me? someone to step in and like show me that they don't want me to do this anymore because everybody was just kind of like letting it happen and here I was 75 pounds like falling apart and it was like I just didn't understand I don't know that whole trip was just it was rough like so I came home and at this point, I was determined to find a nutritionist who actually knew her shit. I was sick of seeing all these doctors and all these nutritionists and knowing more than everybody. And I can't tell you how my doctors literally told me, you know, you should go see... Th-. They would refer me to somebody else because they're like, you seem to know more about this. Like, I've never heard of that. I haven't studied that before. And I, I was just like, literally, how can you be telling me right now that I know more than you? Like, and I just... I can't tell you how much money I wasted and how much time I wasted, and it was rough, so finally, I found a nutritionist who knew her stuff through my acupuncturist. I met her. Her name is Susan. She, she actually did a lot of thorough measurements on me. She measured my body fat, my weight, you know, my water weight, all of that, hooked me up to all these machines, um, We talked about pretty much everything and she specialized in carbohydrate intolerance. So she understood what was happening to me. And I just was like, she was like the first person I felt like really was listening to me. And I trusted her. And she told me, you know, she said, you don't have anybody who's like your quarterback. Like you need somebody who can connect all these doctors and sort of be the person that like you can depend on. And, like, I will be your quarterback for you. Like, I want to get you through this. And hearing those words, I mean, I've never been more grateful in my life. Like, like that was the first time I felt like somebody was like, I am going to care for you and focus on you. And she, you know, laid out my numbers in front of me. And she said, you know, I've literally never worked with somebody who is this, a woman who is this low of body fat she told me my body fat percentage and what was so fucked up was like I knew about like body fat percentages from all of my research from bodybuilding.com and stuff and like I thought when she first said that number to me what I was I didn't really think twice about it I was like oh well, that's what an in-shape person is that's how skewed like my mindset was because I was literally still in this mentality because the information that I was reading it's just so unhealthy it's so unhealthy but she goes I've never actually worked with somebody a woman who's this low body fat she goes you know you don't she looked at me and she grabbed my hand and like got really close to me and looked me straight in the eye and like I thought for sure she was gonna cry and she said you know you could die at any second she goes your heart is under so much stress you could have a heart attack truly at any moment. Your organs could just all fail. You're so thin. Like your body is starving and it's gonna basically like eat away at itself. And when she said that, like that was my kick in the ass. I was like, oh my fucking god. I was so afraid. And I realized in that moment it was kind of like this whole time I wanted to gain weight, but it was also this thing of like also being afraid to gain weight and I didn't really know why but I think it was just because in society they make that a scary thing like gaining weight seems like such a scary thing but I was I literally needed to and I knew I needed to but it was like I wasn't I didn't feel the urgency as much as I should have I didn't realize like I could die I just knew like okay I need to gain weight but there's a difference between feeling like okay I need to gain weight at some point versus like I could die right now. I don't give a shit what I look like or how I feel. I need to not die. Like, I need to support my organs. Like, nothing else matters. You know, it's it's totally, and I freaked the fuck out. And she goes, you, and the big thing at that point was like, because the issue at that point was, it wasn't that I was eating too little food. Like, I had to just keep what I was doing with my food. But I needed to stop exercising because that was adding extra stress to my body and my heart. And I was just so addicted and I was like, I lost it. I was like, I can't stop. It's the only thing that calms me down. It's the only thing that relaxes me. You know, it's like my one stress relief of the day. I was giving all these excuses and she goes, you have to. Like you just have to. And I just knew that I was, part of me was grateful because I needed somebody to like, I'm the type of person who like needs an authority figure to say, no, you can't do this. Like, I can't do it myself because I always feel like I'm underachieving, you know? Like, I'm always, I want to be perfect, the overachiever. I'd rather do too much than too little. And in my head, I don't know, this sounds so screwed up, but this is, like, how my mind process worked. And I, like, needed an authority figure to tell me, you cannot do this because I couldn't do it myself. And I was pissed at her after that. Like, I was pissed and I went home and I called a bunch of my friends not a bunch at this point I only had like two friends I called them both and was like told them what she said and it was kind of like don't you think I was like don't you think that that's ridiculous like it's the only thing that helps my digestion it's the only thing that relieves my stress like I need to be able to exercise and like It was like on the surface, I was egging them on to see if they would say, no, you're right. And then in my head, I was like, if they say, no, I'm right, then like, I'm going to keep working out. But on a really deeper level, I wanted them to tell me I was wrong because I just wanted to stop. Because every day I had no energy. I had no energy to get up and move. I just, I used all of my energy throughout the day to do my workout, to lift my weights. Like it was so sad like that was what my whole energy my whole day revolved around and like I just felt like shit and I felt like every day and I almost like dreaded it I almost like it was this weird thing between like I craved it but I also dreaded it because I was like I honestly don't know how I'm gonna muster up the stamina to like lift that weight right now I can't even believe this like and I knew this all in my head and I oh my god it's it's so sad for me to think back on like I pity I wish I could like hug myself you know and the funny thing was like it it was just this thing where it's like I knew I was addicted to exercise and over exercising for my body but everything whenever I whenever I tried to find a reason not to I would find a reason to continue like I literally emailed my my exact workout routine to my doctor at the time and I was like is this too much and he was like no you could probably do more like keep keep it up like weight training is good for your insulin resistance and I was like okay and then when I would compare my workout routines to other people or what I saw online it was like similar to what they were doing and so I was like well why is this too much for my body and I mean, it was too much for my body because I was 75 pounds and not digesting any food, but also because little did I know at the time, pretty much everything on the internet is fucking bullshit and is all promoting overtraining. But you guys know how I feel about that. That's a separate issue. Um, Yeah. I mean, the fact that my doctor literally told me to keep doing that when I was 75 pounds, it's. This is Western medicine. Whatever. I've learned a lot since then. But you know, my friends were like, Christina, you know, just, she's like, they're like, lots of people don't work out. Just, you know, give it a a break for a while. Like she's your doc. Like basically they're just like, you know, she's like the professional, listen to her. And I got kind of pissed and I was like pissed and I hung up and I was just like, honestly spent like three days grappling with this idea. Like, how do I come to terms with the fact that I can't exercise. Like I literally didn't know what I was going to do. And my friend was like, why don't you spend that time, you know, replace it with other things. Um, and I was, I was like, okay, so that's what I tried to do. And I would take that time and I would, I started getting into meditation and I would meditate a lot and I would do like a few times a week like gentle yoga like not really yoga it was kind of like I had these like videos on YouTube where basically I laid on the floor like I stretched it was basically stretching um because I was on the floor the whole time I would do this video yoga for digestion where I basically was like in that I, I don't know what it's called you're like twisted like a tree on the ground um I would do that every once in a while I would spend that time writing on my blog, I just was slowing down. And I stopped working out. And, you know, nothing happened. Like, I still wasn't gaining weight. And I kind of thought I would, but I wasn't. And, you know, things were looking up in other ways. Because Susan knew so much about carbohydrate intolerance she understood what had happened to my body basically my body had stopped being able to tolerate carbohydrates when I went on the candida diet when I went so long without the carbs and I had to retrain my body to be able to take them so I eventually built up enough so that I could have small amounts during the day and like she told me that I'd probably never be able to have a ton at once or like I would always have to eat a little bit lower carb, but like at least this time I wasn't fainting when I had a bite of a strawberry. Like, you know, and so that took a really long time to get up to, but she was really, really pivotal in that, and I am forever grateful. Okay, meanwhile, school is approaching, and I am kind of freaking out because I don't really know what to do um at this point seeing doctors and nutritionists and figure out my health was like a full-time job to me and I didn't know how the hell I was going to do it during school because when I'm in school mode I'm focused and I do nothing but study and it takes up all my time and I was really frustrated that I hadn't figured this out by the end of summer and I was embarrassed about it and I just didn't know what to do and I mean at this point I was lucky enough that my Bosses would let me take off some time during my internships, and then I would try. You know, I would go in, I would have appointments at seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning before work, and then I'd go to the appointments after work. I'd go in on weekends when I could and do tests when I could. And it was just, I mean, I was exhausted and I just didn't know how I was going to do it. And as I was making my class schedule, I was like, I mean, like, I had I had appointments that were standing every weekend, like, every week, like, twice a week I would do this, twice a week I would do that at this time, and I just couldn't figure out a way to make it work with my schedule. So I'm starting to freak out because school is, like, my defining factor, and I feel like if I drop out, I'm a total failure, and I don't know what to do. And I'm, I mean, my parents suggested, you know, why don't you just take this quarter off? And I'm like, absolutely not. And, of course, my doctor suggests the same thing. Why don't you take the quarter off? And I'm like absolutely not but in the back of my head I'm like I should but I just didn't want to and I didn't I wasn't going to be the person to admit defeat I felt like this mysterious illness or whatever was going on had taken so much from me had stolen so much from me and I was not gonna let it dictate that I couldn't go to school and I also felt just I've like this is such messed up thinking but I felt like so inadequate and like I didn't have an excuse to skip school. Like, what, I'm going to skip school because I my stomach hurts? Like, no. Like, I don't have... I would tell myself, I was like, I don't have cancer. I don't have a real disease. Like, I haven't been really diagnosed with anything, like, life-changing. Like, I don't have an excuse to slack off, you know? And I was just so hard on myself. And But I was just going back and forth because I just didn't know how I was going to do it. And I started... It was like constantly, I was always looking for validation from people around me. I wanted to, like, I was, I felt like if I dropped out of school, I was no longer the smart one. I was no longer, like, the one thing I was always good at and always had on lock and control was school. And this would be admitting defeat. And if I didn't have that, then, like, who was I? What was I? I was like, then I'm worthless. That's how I felt. And I started asking all my friends. I was like, do you know anybody who's ever taken a quarter off? Why did they take the quarter off? I was like comparing reasons for why people did it and I was looking for justification and I had so many heart-to-hearts with so many people and I was trying to take votes and every single person said, you know, I think you should take the quarter off. It's not a big deal. Like I know people who take it off. I know, I know so many people who have taken quarters off. It's like, you know, whatever. Just to me, I just couldn't get past it and I was like, if people find out and I don't know why I give a shit. If you found out because I like didn't even talk to anybody like I don't even know It, it was just so it was like the one thing left that I had control over and now I didn't have control over this either. I was turning into a psychopath and I was trying to figure out, I was trying to make compromises with my parents. And I was like, well, what if I just do one class? Like, what if I just do two? And it was just getting crazy. And I went into the office and I was trying to figure out ways that I could just do one class. And like, the people in the office were like, well, if you do it the way you're trying to do it, then you're going to be paying full tuition just to take one two unit class. Basically, they told me I could take one class that was two units. And it's like complicated, but it was just ridiculous. Like, that's literally how desperate I was to hold control onto this. This is how badly I didn't want to give up school, which is like ironic because I just hated school. But in my head, I was like, if I take a quarter off school, then I'm going to be behind. And then I will have to stay at UCLA one more quarter longer. And UCLA is like a jail cell torture. And I can't do that. And like, and I was like, And I would justify and I would say, well, I mean, what's the point? Either way, I'm just going to be laying in my bed. I might as well just be laying in my bed reading, like, school books. Like, but what I wasn't giving myself a chance to understand the stress that that put me under. And at this point, like, as much as my doctors told me the most important thing that I could do was reduce my stress. I didn't understand that that was, like, truly so important to my health. Like, literally, my heart was under so much stress and even emotional stress. I mean, this is a big issue just in general. People discount stress as how important it is to our health, and it is so key to so many different things. And like, my digestive system couldn't function, my body, my brain couldn't function because of the stress that it was under. And adding that emotional stress of school that that caused, that that gives me all the time, the anxiety, like, was not going to do me any favors. And there was this day when I literally was trying to open an avocado so fast because I was so hungry and I sliced my whole hand open and had to go to the ER and my roommate drove me to the ER and I had to get stitches and we sat there in the ER for like eight hours and had this huge heart-to-heart and I was crying and she just told me like I don't know she really, really got me to see, she was just like, it doesn't fucking matter, Christina, like your health is number one. And I remember like that day, it was so confusing. And it was also weird because anytime I dealt with the medical system, I didn't know what to tell them. We were in there and they were like, do you have any medical conditions? Have you like, and I told them that I had anorexia. So that they would understand all of my blood numbers, because all the numbers, like, like on my files, like my body, like looked like somebody who had struggled with anorexia, and that was just the fastest way for me to convey what why I was so thin, even though that wasn't the situation, and I just wanted them to give me fucking stitches on my hand so I could go home and eat my goddamn avocado and my omelet, and and. At that point, I was just, like, I don't even fucking care. Like, and the girl, she goes, you shouldn't, she shouldn't be ashamed. The nurse, she goes, you shouldn't be ashamed of having anorexia. And I just was, like, thinking in my head, I'm not ashamed. I just, like, don't even have anorexia. But at this point, everybody thinks I do, so it's just easier for me to say that. And, like, I didn't even care. Like, it was, it was an interesting day, but, yeah, my hand was, like, really messed up be careful with your avocados anyways finally like I mean I still and so I felt more confident in the decision but I still couldn't bring myself to do it myself and my mom drove down and was trying to talk to me about it and we sat in Starbucks and we were out looking at all my credits my units my classes what I need to take and we we drew out like every possible class scheduling conflict because I was just so stressed because I was like UCLA is so hard to get classes for and I had snagged these classes already and I was like what if I can never get these classes again like and then what if I have to stay an extra quarter like it it was just I I couldn't deal with it so we were trying to draw out every possible scenario to make sure if I like what would happen if I took this quarter off and we're at Starbucks and I go the bathroom and I come back and my mom's acting super weird and I'm like why are you acting so weird and she keeps like looking at the woman next to us and the woman next to us keeps looking at me and like I'm just like okay is this just another person saying something about me I knew it had something to do with my weight as usual like every time I went out and then we leave and I'm like mom what happened and she's like nothing and I'm like mom I know something, why are you are acting weird? What did that woman say? And basically, my mom told me that when I was in the bathroom, the woman said, like, you know, I don't know exactly what your situation is, but I struggled with an eating disorder when I was her age. And if she ever needs somebody to talk to, here's my number. And so this woman, like, gave my mom her number. And it's interesting because I was so like thankful that that woman did that I thought that was so sweet like the way she handled it was so nice and like I had dealt just up until this point all I dealt with was like people being really mean and calling me names and just skinny shaming and making me feel like a piece of shit and like she was really sensitive to the subject and I just wanted I wanted to connect with somebody who somehow understood what I was going through and even though I, I mean, I didn't, I still didn't even know what I was going through, like, but I knew I could use, this whole time I just felt so alone, because I felt like nobody could connect with anything I was dealing with. I didn't know anybody who had gone through anything similar to me, and nobody was, like, interested. All this research I was doing, all these things I was into, like, the health and wellness thing, nobody in my life was into, and I was just very, I felt very alone on an island, and I thought maybe this woman could sort of connect like she would understand what it's like to be at such a low weight you know and like understand that whole aspect of it because that would have really helped me like did she deal with the skinny shaming like how did that work like how did she gain weight you know I mean all this stuff and it was just this random woman at Starbucks long story short I ended up calling her and like she shared with me that she was anorexic and bulimic in college and like that she had started going to support groups kind of like AA but for people with eating disorders and that she still went to them and they helped her a lot and like she wanted to know if I wanted to go to these support groups with her and I didn't really know what to say. She was telling me her whole story and I know she was just assuming that I was anorexic but I never told her like that I wasn't because I didn't really know what to say and honestly like it felt so good just to have somebody who like was talking to me like I was like not like talking to me like a normal person like I wasn't a freak and like wasn't embarrassed to be talking to me or embarrassed to be looking at me and like understood what it was like to like be at such a low weight and I just like didn't want to mess that up and I was afraid if I told her well you know it's really more about my digestion and I'm eating a lot of food like that she would like not want to talk to me I was scared she wouldn't want to talk to me anymore because like I mean how would you feel if you just told a person your whole story about how you're afraid to eat food and then they're like well I'm not you know I didn't I don't know and I was just so desperate for like a friend I was so I was so desperate for a friend um and so then I thought about going to the support groups and just like I don't know, I never ended up going, but that will always, I called her a few more times and we talked and like, it's just crazy how a total stranger can come into your life, you know, just randomly stay next to me at Starbucks. (sighs) Anyways, in the meantime, basically, in the end, I, my therapist told me I'm literally not allowing you to go back to school. And that is what sealed the deal. I wasn't allowed to go back to school. And that's what I needed from her. Uh, and she knew that. She knew I needed somebody just tell me what to do. And I kept telling her that. I was like, I I cannot make decisions for myself. And I knew that at this point. like, My brain was not functioning. And I hadn't been functioning for a long time. And I just felt so... I felt just like my emotions were all over the place. My brain was... I just couldn't think clearly and I knew I was out of my mind and I couldn't be trusted to make decisions for myself and I needed her to do it for me and I mean my therapist was truly like through this whole experience the one person who was there with me through the whole thing and always had my back and I never trusted anyone the way I trusted her and like I wouldn't be alive. I truly wouldn't have been alive without her support and her love. And, like, (laughs) it's so emotional to me. Like, just because I love her so much. Like, as a person, she's just one of the kindest people ever. And she was there for me in a way that nobody else in my life was. And I needed them to be. And I just felt disappointed in almost everybody but her it was really hard. Um, She knew I needed more support and I was just having a really hard time. So she suggested that I try antidepressants. And I, up until that point, had always been really against trying medication just because I felt like I should be able to work through this on my own without medication. But I was so just like, at that point, I was like, okay, let's do it, like, I'm willing to try whatever, like, um, like, I need some more support, I need to feel calm, I need to relax, like, I just got to get through this, and so I started trying to find a psychiatrist, because I needed a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist to, um, give me those, so I tried meeting with a few, and eventually, I met with one who was supposed to specialize in eating disorders, and I went to her office, and it was I truly felt like it was out of a movie like I was in Beverly Hills and this office was really white and serene and I'm sitting next to this gorgeous couple you could tell is like having marital problems and probably cheated on each other I'm just like thinking of movie scenarios in my head and I go in and she's this stunning woman but very cold very severe very icy and I was nervous from the get-go, and she just starts kind of interrogating me and asking me all these questions, and I answered everything, honestly, and she was like, you know, she had all my labs and, like, my weight, and she was like, the we gotten a little tipped because she asked me when the last time I got my period was, and I was like, I'm on my period, and she goes, that's not possible, and I go, well, I mean, it, I mean, I'm on it, And she's like, that's not possible. She's like, I know you're lying. And I go, why would I lie about that? She goes, there's no way you're this low of weight and have your period. And I go, well, I know it doesn't really make sense, but I'm like on the pill. And I don't know. I mean, I still have it. And she just basically was like, well, I know you're lying. And then that turned into her telling me that, you know, I can say whatever I want. And maybe I have my family and my friends fooled. But she knows I have anorexia and that I can lie as much as I want, but I need to go into a treatment center. And I was like, well, I don't have anorexia. Um, I'm just like trying to get some antidepressants. Um, I mean, everybody in my life knows, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. And I mean, she was honestly being really freaking mean to me. Like, and she told me that it was unethical for any doctors to be treating me at this point. And that they could be sued for doing so because I, like, medically needed to be in a treatment center at that low of weight and with my symptoms. And basically this turned into I had to go to the hospital and get certain tests run. And basically I was put on hold from seeing any and all doctors, including my psychologist and my GI, my rheumatologist, my endocrinologist, everybody I was seeing. Um, I wasn't allowed to see them until I got these test results back. Basically, I got the test results back, and if I was in the clear, if I was, like, safe enough, then I could still see them, and I didn't have to do anything. If, If my numbers were in a certain range, then I had no choice. I would have to be admitted into this treatment center for anorexia, and I just fucking lost it, and... I lost all sources of support in my life for those few weeks because I wasn't allowed to talk to my therapist. And I hated this woman for, I felt like, tearing apart the little support I had when I needed it most. And I I just couldn't, I was like, am I really doing this anorexia thing again? Like, I mean, it was just ridiculous. It was out of control. The one thing that, I'm grateful for that woman for is she asked me she goes why are you on thyroid medication I go well my doctor told me I have hypothyroidism and I need thyroid medication and she goes you don't have hypothyroidism your thyroid looks like this because you're so underweight your thyroid medication is just making you worse and I was like are you serious and she's like yeah you can't be on these so long story short Basically, I came back, thank God, my numbers were in the clear so she couldn't force me to go to this treatment facility, which I honestly feel like would have been detrimental to my health because you shouldn't be treated for things that you don't struggle with. Like, I needed to be treated for my gut and, like, getting weight back. Whatever. But I went off that thyroid medication and I gained 10 pounds in one week. 10 pounds. I was like are you fucking kidding me and I later found out like I start I was just taking whatever they were telling me to take like you know I was so wrapped up in all this other stuff that I wasn't I was so wrapped up in researching all this other stuff that I wasn't double checking all these medications and all this stuff and it was a nightmare and I was pissed at myself because then I look up this medication and I realized like side effect weight loss and I was just like are you fucking kidding? But I was so grateful because now I was at least up to like 85 pounds. And I was so happy, like so happy. So that was great, but then I just kind of plateaued again. Meanwhile, I start to try and find another psychiatrist. And after a few, I find one that I like and who I connect with. And she was really sweet and she started putting me on antidepressants and I was trying out a lot of them, and they just weren't working for my body, and I was getting really upset, and I was, they were making me, I mean, most of them just made me turn into a total zombie, and I couldn't function or think, and I was just kind of falling asleep all the time, Um, and then I started getting some other weird symptoms. Um, Basically, long story short, after a few months, she told me that she thought I was ssri intolerant which she had seen a few times before but she also thought that the reason i wasn't tolerating them was because my gut was so destroyed so it just kind of wasn't working and i was gonna have to like it just the pills just probably weren't gonna work for me so i was like okay guess not so that didn't end up working um meanwhile i my nutritionist had to go on vacation so i I started to see a different one while she was gone just so that I could still make sure somebody was weighing me because somebody needed to be weighing me like three times a week at this point because I didn't own a scale. I don't believe in scales. Um, and I started seeing this woman, Bonnie and Bonnie truly changed my life. And I, it turned into like, I just stuck with bonnie and i never went back to my other nutritionist um because she really she was nice to me too and like we really connected and she had struggled with anorexia um when she was younger she understood being underweight and she also specialized in insulin resistance which i have had which i had which i have um and really just understood what my body was going through and she also knew a lot more than Susan about all of these things in terms of nutrition that I was studying and interested in and Bonnie was willing to I would come in and come present her these ideas with food because I still believed that food was a big a big factor and she would research and she was willing to try what I was saying and just like didn't just look at me like everything I was saying was crazy because I was underweight and I had been researching paleo a lot and I mean, I didn't really, like, call it paleo at that time. Just, like, how grains were affecting me and legumes and these different foods. And she, like, gave me the permission to do what I knew felt good on my body. Whereas before, everybody had basically said, if you cut those foods out, then you're just having an eating disorder. You know, like, you're just being restrictive. And I... (sighs) I'm so grateful for her because she listened to me and she gave it a shot and we tried using my food to help heal and it did help me heal and as soon as I cut out those foods that I knew were hurting my stomach and making me feel worse I gained another 10 pounds and I was so happy like it was freeing me and like I could eat I you know I, I was I was finally getting less and less like, less pain, you know, not everything I was eating was killing me, and, like, I was finally gaining some more weight and making progress, and it was slow, but it was happening, like, it was so slow, you know, and, but, finally, it was, like, I could feel my gut starting to heal, and that was what was getting me the most results, you know, my stuff with my GI was getting me nowhere, like, all of these stupid tests he was making around, he still wasn't figuring anything out, and, you know, I was testing for you know, I mean I'm testing all these bacteria and I didn't he said I didn't have any bacterial overgrowth and like just all these different things and the food was what was really healing me. And Bonnie just emotionally was healing me. She was the most incredible woman. And um, you know, I loved her like a mom and she was really there for me. And so things had started to look up because I was getting more weight but I still was at too low of a weight and I was still dealing with all of this awkwardness at school and I, I hated still being in the school environment but not at school and you know I would try I was like I'm going to try and be social because I don't have school work to do and but I didn't want to go out because anytime I would try and go out with people like people just looked at me and whispered about me and like made comments about my weight and like made fun of me and... I just felt like I was literally, I just felt embarrassed and bullied and like nobody understood what was going on. I was also just so tired. I didn't even have the energy to hang out with people and I just needed to get out. I was not in a good living situation. It was extremely stressful. My roommate was really draining me. I had a different roommate at this time and she was, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but it was really hard for me to deal with. And I also was still running the magazine online and the the girl for school and the girl I was running it with started basically bullying me really hardcore and like giving me severe anxiety attacks and I just couldn't deal with it and I wanted to just get away so I went away one weekend with my dad. I met him in Arizona to go see my grandma because she's like getting old and wasn't doing so well and he wanted to go see her and... I mean that weekend I was so excited to just get away and be like no one in Arizona knows me like when we're at my grandma's house we're just like at my grandma's house and no one sees me and I don't have to be embarrassed about leaving my apartment and like don't have to be embarrassed about the way I look and like I can just sit and do nothing and my grandma like you know she's not all the way there and she would say she says things and like 10 minutes later she forgets that she said it and she kept saying like she's also like similar to me and like very <laughs> blunt and straightforward and was just honestly really hurting my feelings constantly I mean I love her to death but like because she just and she forgot that she kept she goes why are you so skinny she's like you need to gain weight why are you so skinny and she's kept asking why am I so skinny and like I was just exhausted and I was like oh my god I don't know what to tell you right now and she's like can you gain weight and every time somebody would ask me that I'm like I just want to scream in my head what the fuck do you think I'm trying to fucking do and the other thing you have to understand so my dad was like he understood that I needed to cook my own food and stuff and I we took me to the grocery store but like it's hard because my dad is like really like all about saving money like he will not spend extra money on anything and it's like like he's very thrifty and the fact that i was buying so much food i could tell was really like bothering him but he didn't really know how to he didn't want to say anything and like he was saying he's like do you really need all of those avocados like do you really need all of those jars of nut butter and I was, like, embarrassed and I felt horrible because I was spending so much money. And, like, he's like, do you really need all of that salmon? And, like, you know, God bless him. He was so nice. He cooked so much food for me. And, like, I could tell he was shocked. Like, he cooked all this food and he thought it was going to last us all weekend and I ate it all in one night. And, like, he just didn't... He was, like, I... Like, he didn't understand. He was, like, there's no way you're going to eat all those avocados. And they were all gone by the next day. And, like, I was just... I don't know that I I thought a lot during that trip and I remember sitting there and I did what I was doing pretty much every day at that point I sat down and I ate a jar of almond butter I was eating at least a jar every day and I just thought why isn't this working like you know I mean and I was really realizing I was learning so much about the human body and how it's just not so black and white, like. I mean, I was easily eating 10,000 calories a day. I was eating more than that. And I was still just, like, chilling at this point, 85, 90 pounds. Like, you know, it really opened my eyes. And it, it was as as scary as it was and hard as it was. It, I mean, it was fascinating to me. And I was realizing, like, I mean, I felt so alone. And I was just like, dude are other people going through this, like, and I couldn't find other shit on the internet, and I would read, all I wanted to do was read other people's experiences, and find anybody who had something similar to me, and I found so many people with gut issues, and it really gave me hope, like, and especially all these people with how food was healing them, and I was, like, I finally felt like I was finding a community, and I was truly searching for health and I was realizing like at this point I hadn't been working out for a long time and I was realizing just all the bullshit that I had read when I was trying to be quote unquote healthy was just bullshit diet information, not real health and um, finding honestly like the paleo community really changed my life and like I I felt like I could, could connect with people and it was about real health and you know it wasn't about calories, it was about nourishing myself and healing my gut and I just... It was a whole new world, you know? I I mean, yeah. Anyways, I got home from that, from... And I had one last hurrah. I went out on Halloween at school, and I just didn't want to be there anymore because people were, like, making fun of me on Halloween, like... And they thought I was... Like, people were literally like, oh, are you a skeleton? And I, I wasn't. I just looked so thin, like... Yeah, that was sad. Um, But, and the thing is, like, what was hard for me was, like, I didn't, I still didn't really see it in the mirror. Like, my clothes were baggy, and I knew that, but when I looked in the mirror, I just didn't, I knew it was skinny, but I didn't see, like, I look at pictures now, and I was like, I did not see that person. Like, and, you know, I, I asked everybody, do, what do I look like? Do I look too thin? Do I look too thin? And they just wouldn't tell me and you know I felt like everybody pushed me away there was a weekend when I basically forced my longtime best friend to come down and see me and I was pissed because it was like she never brought up my weight or how I looked and I looked so unhealthy and you know we got halfway through our day together and I just lost it and I go are you gonna fucking say anything she's like what and I'm like are you going to address my weight I was just sick of everybody ignoring it. Like, can you talk to me about it? And she just, I mean, she just started crying and she's like, I don't know what you want me to say. And I'm like, I mean, are you worried about it? I was like, I literally said, do you, did you notice that I lost weight? And she goes, yeah. But it was like, everybody was too embarrassed because weight is this taboo thing that nobody wants to talk about and nobody wants to offend anyone. And I was like, this is bullshit, like, talk to me, like, tell me what's going on, like, tell me that you're worried, or tell me that I need to get, like, I wanted people to be like, you need to do something, like, I'm worried about, I just, I felt so excluded from every conversation, and like, no, everybody was just, like, hiding from me, is how I felt, everybody was just hiding from me, and I couldn't take it. After I finally got her to address the fact that, yes, I was, extremely skinny and looked like I was gonna, I, I had to pull it out of her. I said, what do I look like? She goes, I don't know. And I'm like, I mean, can you, I had to pull it out of her and basically got her to say that it looked like I was gonna snap and like other people were saying things and then I was slowly finding out that, I guess all these people from back home were talking about me and I had no idea that anybody from back home even gave a shit about me or was paying attention to me. Um, I wasn't really posting that many pictures but apparently everybody was really fascinated about me and saying that I was anorexic and people were sending side by side side by side screenshots of me to each other and sending them around and speculating about what was going on with me and I guess the like moms were asking about me and I got so pissed because I was like finding out that so many people were talking about me not one single person had asked me not one single people who I used to be so, who I was so close to when I just thought just didn't give a shit about me anymore like randomly were no they they were talking about me and wanting to know but we're just asking each other and none of them reached out to me and said hey what are you going through like the thing I just was like how do you know I didn't get diagnosed with like cancer and like going through chemo and, like, lost a ton of weight, like, people just, it broke my heart, it broke my heart so much, I was really, really hurt, to be honest, I was hurt, and I felt resentful, and it was a lot, so, yeah, okay, meanwhile, with my stomach, I was convinced that I had something called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, I brought it to my GI and he was like, oh, that's not really a real thing. You know, the people don't really know if that's real. And I was like, "Um, it's real. I showed him all this research. I had all the symptoms. I was convinced of it. He like kind of hated me because I called that office every single day and I made him test me for so many different things. And but he like wasn't doing his job. Like I had to present him with ideas and he would go, oh, Maybe you are right. Like, he wasn't doing any of the work himself. I was just using him as a way to be able to get testing done. And I had stopped seeing my other endocrinologist, who was my main doctor at the time, just because I was so pissed about that thyroid medication. I didn't trust him. And he also had me literally on so many supplements that were basically doing nothing. So I was just whatever. So... I finally get my GI to agree to get me tested for SIBO and it's this huge ordeal I have to go to USC and I take this breath test and it ends up being negative and I was so disappointed I was convinced I had SIBO like I was like there's no way I don't have it and I was just pissed and he goes well you know you could still take the meds because they won't actually do anything bad for you like bad to you because SIBO antibiotics work differently than other antibiotics. Some um, they stay they stay in that part of your stomach. It's complicated. We won't get into it here. But um, they they yeah it was fine. And I was like, okay, I still want to take the medication. He was like, uh, I'm still not sure. He's like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And we we're going back and forth. And I was arguing with him. And I ended up going to see some other specialists. And I found this other really good endocr- endocrinologist. And he basically said that amongst other things, um, I mean, he confirmed, no, you shouldn't have been on that thyroid medication, blah, 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 but he was like, I think you have SIBO, and I think that you should just take the meds, and I was like, okay, well, here's another doctor who says I should just take it, and it was, like, antibiotic, you know, these antibiotics, and I, long story short, I ended up I got a phone call from them one night and they said, okay, we've both been talking to each other and we think it's okay. You can take these medications. And I found this out when I was at Disneyland and I was like, okay, I'm going to start this tonight. Like, and so I start the medication and I, for the first time, like something was happening with my gut, like things were changing and I did the meds and I had like this weird detox thing. It was almost like I got worse. But something was happening for the first time. Like my bowels were moving, but I was in weird pain. But the fact that something was happening alerted me, okay, like this should be happening. And he had been telling me he was like, sometimes I have to put people in multiple rounds of this if they have a bad case, blah blah blah, blah. And i after I took them, I felt like a little bit better, but not all the way better. and he was like, sometimes it takes like a month or so for you to start noticing the effects from the antibiotics. So just see how those feel. So I ended up going home early for I went home for um like winter break, but I wasn't in school. So I left and I was excited because it was Christmas time, my favorite time of the year, and I just wanted to go home and, like, get away from everybody, and nobody there was gonna, I just wouldn't have to see people, and I was just trying to really appreciate what I had, and I was like, okay, for the first time in my life, I'm not stressed out about school during the holidays, and I can really enjoy it, I can bake, I can watch movies, you know, I was just trying to, like, live, and and it was... It was good for me. Um but I had prob I we threw this holiday Christmas party like we used to when we were younger and saw so many people from that I hadn't seen in a long time. And it was hard because kind of the same thing was happening. They would all make they would either look at me like they didn't recognize me. A lot of them would like pinch my arm and be like you've lost a lot of weight. And I just didn't know what to say or people would it was like everybody wanted to ask me what happened but they wouldn't ask me and so then I started just being like yeah I have like these gut issues like I don't really know I didn't really know what to say and it was awkward and I don't know it was hard and then with my the holidays were hard because I had all these food restrictions now that I had never had before and like to me, they didn't feel like food restrictions at all. Like I had gotten used to eating paleo and I loved it and I was feeling good on it. But to my family, like, I mean, I grew up like everybody around me back home, like does not eat like that. Um, And so I was a really big inconvenience and I felt like a big burden. And, you know, at the holidays, like my extended family was upset with me because I was asking what was going to be served and I was offering to try and bring my own food and they were getting upset with me and like didn't understand why I couldn't eat the food that they were that they were making and like we're getting offended and you know just goes into the whole thing it's it's hard dealing it's it's everybody who deals with gut issues or has any type of like healthier diet or like if you have gluten intolerance dairy intolerance whatever you know that it can be really hard to deal with family in that transition and that holiday time was tough for me and they I know they didn't take me seriously and didn't believe me and at this point my family still was kind of like my family still to this point didn't know if I was just saying I couldn't have gluten and dairy like I knew they still just didn't fully believe me um (laughs) it's just sad but and I was trying to ask what was in stuff and Basically, they told me that there there was a few foods that they said had no gluten and dairy in them, so I thought they were safe to eat, Um, but they did put gluten and dairy in them, and I got extraordinarily sick, and my family saw it, and they were like, uh, okay, like, n- w- wow, um, you're not making this up, like, because they saw what happened to me, because it was just these horrendous reactions, Um, and I was just out of commission for a long time so that happened and but my that that was my close family and some other people in my life still just didn't believe me and weren't it was hard um at this point I was excited because my doctors had told me that oh basically the one of the few people who was just there for me this whole time was my friend Marissa from high school and the whole time this was happening like she didn't even she was in Spain studying abroad so and I honestly think that was like part of why it was so nice to have somebody who wasn't she just treated me like normal like she always did everybody else treated me differently and she just talked to me like normal and she I couldn't even believe that she was taking the time she's studying abroad so busy and like on a totally different time zone and she would take the time check in on me and like really talk to me and like was always there for me and I was like, what if I could find a way to come visit you? And I had never been out of the country before and I don't know, it's so crazy to me because I don't do anything like this. Anyone who knows me knows I just like I don't plan trips or anything. But I really wanted to see Marissa and basically they told me if I reached a certain weight, if I was in a safe weight, I could go to Spain and I reached my way that I needed to reach and I went to Spain and I it was honestly a whirlwind and I can't even believe I did it. I went for a week her last week there I met her and I was so happy to see her and it was just so nice to be with somebody like who was just such an important part of my life she still is she's one of my best friends and like it was amazing and I loved being somewhere where nobody knew me and I didn't feel like people were looking at me like a freak of nature there. Like at this point I was at, I was still like, I still needed to gain more weight, but I wasn't at a weight where I looked like so unhealthy. Like I could just be really that's, you know, I don't know. Um, on that trip, that's when, I mean, I had found, so I had found out about Jordan Younger breaking vegan. Kind of a while back, but I didn't really look into her stuff because sort of like I didn't like I kind of knew I had orthorexia, but I didn't really know and I didn't really want to face it. And I was dealing with all this other stuff that I just kind of avoided that whole topic because I was trying to deal with my stomach. And on that flight to Spain, I was like, I'm reading this book. So I read Jordan's book and it truly changed my life because I realized like everything she was saying, I was like this completely resonates with me. That's what I, I had orthorexia, like orthorexia. That's what it was like. And I don't know what it was, but it was about having a name to what I was feeling that made me feel better in it because I was like, I didn't have anorexia and I didn't have bulimia, but I was so confused. Like I knew I had a really disordered relationship with food, but like, like what was it? And I'm not like, I don't think it's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. Like there's such a stigma around eating disorders. And like, and I knew I had exercise addiction, but there is more with the food, like because I was just almost like afraid of these foods and they started feeling dirty to me. And I was like, you know, I, I wanted my diet to be so clean because I thought if it was so clean, like then my stomach would heal, you know, like, and it was just such a different, it was, and I realized that that was my mindset and I, I just related so much and like I just remember that trip, I felt so free after discovering that, and I know, it was almost, like, up to that point, like, I was still eating the foods, but, like, part of me did feel like I was eating foods that I wasn't totally comfortable with, because, I mean, I was just kind of eating whatever I wanted, you know, I was baking my heart away, I was making lots of paleo treats, Um, but... I felt like they weren't it would still sometimes give me anxiety because I felt like I was like they weren't clean enough and like they were probably hurting my stomach and like was this why I wasn't getting better and I was being so hard on myself with that and then after I read that book I realized like no and it really freed me from that and like not to be afraid of things anymore and it really gave me a different mindset shift and That whole trip in Spain was interesting because during my trip in Spain, my I had no stomach problems, like no digestive issues. Like I felt better than I ever felt in my life. And like it was amazing. And it wasn't until the very end when I went and got like the most American meal the whole time, like we went to this L.A. style green smoothie shop and like I got so sick and I it was, biz- it was, but it was bizarre. But I mean, that trip was just amazing. And I felt so happy that I could, that I could do it and I could go. Um, I, when I got back, it had been a long enough time that I still didn't feel better completely. And I want, I, t- I called my GI and I was like, I want to take the second round of the SIBO antibiotics. And he, all of a sudden, like, it was so bizarre. It was like before he told me that if I, if I didn't feel any better after Spain, that I could take them. And he was all on board, and now he was being, like, really short with me and, like, wouldn't answer me. And, like, I was like, no, you can't take them. It was really bizarre. And then I was calling the doctor's office, and the doctors wouldn't give me my medical records. And it was just, like, so confusing. And he goes, he literally said, he goes, I think you know more about the SIBO than me, so you should just find someone else who who knows more. And I'm just like... (laughs) Are you fucking kidding? Like, this is, this is literally the med- the Western medical system for you. Like, I've just had enough of you. I-, I mean, I just lost it. Um, yeah. So, I, at this point, was, so I, ha- I'm like, I like, I'm at like stable enough weight. You know, things are fine. Now, but I still needed to like, you know, I still wanted to gain, I, I, w- I wanted to gain maybe like 10, 15 more pounds, but I was out of the like danger zone. Like I wasn't going to die at any moment. And it was really hard for me because I, I stopped working with Bonnie, my nutritionist, because I mean, truly I was only going in there to get weighed. Um, I mean, she like, I felt like, I mean, I was presenting a lot of things nutritionally to her that she just didn't know about. And it was more like I was teaching her. And she also, like, had to take time off because she got sick. And that was really hard for me. She got diagnosed with cancer. And it was, it was just really hard because she had become such an important part of my life. And, you know, I saw her three times a week for however long. And, like, she was like a mom to me. And you know, when she got diagnosed, I just, I just felt like, I don't know. It was just hard because it was like another person in my life who I loved and I felt like was there for me and like I was losing her, but you know, things happen. Um, and so we stopped working together, but, and it was time for me to go back to school. I ended up moving out of the apartment I was in because it was so stressful and. Um, that caused a lot of more stress because the people, the girl, I, my roommate that I moved out with really um, didn't take it well. And then that caused more stress on me. But I was honestly at this point, I was like, I just need to do everything I can to be less stressful. And I went back to school with a different mindset. I had a completely different perspective on school and on life. This all had taught me so much because I realized, like, how lucky I was to live life. Like, like, I didn't give a shit what I looked like anymore. I didn't care about putting on makeup to go to class. Like, I didn't care what people thought about me. Like, and I realized, like, I don't know why I kill myself to get straight A's. Like, school, like, I needed to take school less seriously. I don't know why I'm killing myself to go to random club meetings when I don't care and, like, acting like I want to go to grad school when I don't want to go to grad school. And, I finally like embraced the fact that at this point I thought I was planning on doing what I wanted to do my whole life was go to cosmetology school. And I was like, at this point, I was like, I'm going to go to cosmetology school. Like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care if that's not prestigious. Like, people were judging me. Like, I didn't give a shit. I was going to do what I wanted. And like, I came into it just feeling like, you know, like I stopped staying up. I stopped pulling all nighters. Like, I went to bed when I was tired and even if I didn't finish my homework. And I was in a much better place and like all of the yoga and meditation had really helped me a lot and I was just trying to enter school back with a healthier mindset. Um, I ended up in one of my classes, my TA, like the first week was running um, a study looking for people with chronic illness and I don't know why but I was curious about it and I went in and talked to her and I basically spilled my whole life story to her and she like wanted me in the study but I ended up not doing it because it was too much of a time commitment and she like understood um she like she had ulcerative colitis and celiac disease and like just like really understood everything I was going through and like had such similar experiences to me and it was she was like one of the first people I talked to who had these gut issues who like had such similar experiences and I was like amazed and I was like I want to just talk to you for hours and like hang out and like cook together and like she was the first person I met who like ate like me like up to this like none of my friends like ate healthy food and I was just shocked and like she connected me with somebody who had been in the study previously and we met each other and like just became really good friends almost instantly Um, and it was just like opening my eyes to how many more people are out there and I was realizing, like, now that I felt like I was more at the tail end of, like, the hardest part, like, how many people had gone through such similar similar things to me, and I wasn't alone. And I, I just wanted to share my story, and I wanted other people to share their stories with me, and, like, I wanted to meet other people and learn about what they were going through. And I was learning about all these other illnesses and Crohn's and colitis and wondering if I had any of this and just all these other people who had dealt with the weight loss and these invisible illnesses. And I mean, I went through this whole experience thinking like I was like, nobody gets it. And now I meet all these people who are getting it. And I, it helped me so much. No, I wasn't alone and I wasn't crazy. Like I wasn't crazy. And other people are being told they're anorexic when they're not too. And other people are dealing with orthorexia. And I realized how much the orthorexia is really rooted in, not rooted in but for so many people gut issues and stomach issues and health issues lead to the orthorexia and like none of us should be ashamed of any of this and we should all talk about it and like we can help each other and I mean I became really close with this friend and she was struggling and um I start like basically diving in for her and doing research and pour my life and soul into trying helping her and get, you know, writing her, like figuring out the research and how she could be eating and these different medications, how she could get off medications and just really pouring my soul into it. And that's kind of when I figured out that I loved the whole, like, almost like working with a client. Um, that friendship ended up not working out. Um, some bad things happened, but, I mean it was really the fr- it was when I realized like I have so much information and knowledge and like this is how I know that I want to help people and I felt like I was meant to help people and that's when I started realizing like I want to do this with my life like food helps to, to heal me and I know it can help heal other people and then I started helping some other people around me who were struggling with health issues and like healing them through food and I was like I mean this is everybody needs to know this and I became so passionate about the eating disorders and like people need to understand that like what they what they are seeing in the media is bullshit and all this diet information is diet information it's unhealthy and long term it's gonna mess them up and like with the training and the exercise same thing I was just trying to get a good workout routine but like what I was just following was on the internet and it led me to just crash and burn and like I was just getting so passionate about it and I started getting more into the wellness space. I found out that Jordan was Jordan Younger, break for who wrote Breaking Vegan, which that book changed my life, was having a book signing. I ended up going. I basically it was like really intimate, which I was happy about, and I talked to Jordan that night and told her my whole life story. And I basically like was like, You need me to be your intern. And I gave her my resume and I mean it was bold but I didn't really have anything to lose because I like didn't really need an internship but I felt like she had helped me so much just emotionally just through reading that book and I wanted to help her reach as many other people as she could and I thought if I can dip my hands into this and help her reach other people the way she reached me like amazing because that is what I'm passionate about and I want other people to understand like they do not have to be tied to orthorexia they do not I mean you know I just because we don't all have the exact same story doesn't mean that it doesn't all resonate with each other and Jordan understood like because with her obsession with the veganism is rooted in her very real gut issues. And I was, you know, that's another thing. Sick of people just tossing aside gut issues when truly the gut issues are so severe and so important. And the key to health is having a, like maintaining a healthy gut. Sorry, I'm just going off, but I'm just so passionate about this. and like all this stuff and I just wanted to help her. So, I mean, the next day she called me and I had an internship and I started working for her and it was so fun and I finally felt like, I had a purpose. Like I felt so good and being around her was so refreshing because she had such an amazing energy and it exposed me to this whole other life. Like the more I got out of the UCLA scene and the more I was hanging out with people who are more similar to me because I just never had anything in common with the people at school. Like I don't like to drink. I don't like to party. Like I like health and wellness. I'm interested in this stuff and I don't like you know, I don't hook up with random ass people and like, I don't know. I wasn't a regular college kid, whatever, but I liked who I was. And now I was meeting people who are really similar to me and I've always gotten along a lot better with people who are older than me anyways. So I don't know. It just worked, but my life was really, it was a lot better. So she also connected me with her doctor, Dr. Lekos, um, who is amazing. And he was the first, he was, he's finally, I'm I'm working with this functional medicine doctor who knows so much and actually I felt like could keep up with me and what I was saying and like I was saying things and he wasn't looking at me like I was psycho or he had never heard of me he goes oh yeah that's a good idea we'll test you for that like we were just on the same page he tested me for everything he retested me for SIBO and oh yes I actually did have SIBO so thanks old GI who didn't know what you are doing um <laughs> I did have SIBO, and you know, he found a bunch of other things. I had some other bacteria, I had like six other bacterial overgrowths and a um, really leaky gut, a ton of food sensitivities, to that whole test and put me on a healing protocol and really started doing a lot of healing work with my gut. And um, that was it, allowing me to, that's when I started toying with some other things and I learned what I was studying and learned more about the ketogenic diet. I actually learned keto to gain the last weight that I wanted to gain until I reached my, how I, like it felt good. And I was finally reached a point where I wasn't having pain. And, um, I really felt like I found my stride and like I figured it out. And I mean, after that, some more things happened. I, and then I got back into, I mean, other gut issues came back, and now I'm dealing with that, but I'm not even going to get into that because it's already 500 hours long, but I reached, like, a good spot, okay, before it kind of all fell apart again, but at least I didn't lose 30 pounds, so I, I just learned a lot during this whole experience. And that like year and a half of my life just changed my life completely. And I came out a completely different person. I felt like I had such a new perspective on what mattered in life. And it was really important for me as somebody who was so type A and like a perfectionist to just step back and realize like, what's important. And like, it's sad to me that I mean, I just feel like In terms of the body image stuff, I feel like so much of us are just kind of, like, raised to think that we need to have body image issues almost. Like, you're not normal if you... Like, you should... Like, we're told, like, you basically should always be worried about your body. And, I mean, after almost dying, I was like, I literally don't give a shit what I look like. Like... I need to be alive, you know, like there are such more important things and I just I learned to value my friendships and my relationships so much more. I learned how valuable my time is. And it's why I'm so nitpicky about, you know, I always complain like people don't respect my time because I truly feel like every second is so precious. And like, I mean, there's a point in my life where every day like my heart was so weak and I didn't know I woke up every morning afraid like, is it just going to give out randomly today? Like, is it just going to stop? And when you have that moment, I mean, I was 20 years old and I felt like I was 80 and like I was falling apart and I was like, how is this happening to me? And also because like, I didn't really understand why it was happening. Like all this just kind of came at me and like all tumbled together and I so much of my health issues, like was just because of like following what's considered a normal lifestyle in America right now. Like like my gut issues from all this antibiotic use for no reason, from eating a horrible diet that was tearing apart my gut from you know eating these like foods that are filled with hormones and antibiotics and GMOs and then and then like when I'm trying to be healthy, I'm trying to follow the health advice and the health advice is diet advice and it's limiting your calories and you don't realize it's restricting, it's down-regulating your hormones and, you know, like, going on birth control because birth control is going to heal you. Well, going on birth control messed up my body big time and I'm dealing, I'm going to be dealing with that for a long time. I did go off the pill, so just so you know. Um, and just, and then the exercise, I mean, I was over-training for what, like, in the scheme of my whole life wasn't that long, but it was long enough to really, really mess up my body, and, like, I just, I had good intentions, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I was, like, I want to lose 30 pounds. It was, like, just kind of coming scarily, and I just, like, things were out of control, and, you know, like, I just don't want this to happen to anybody else. And, like, as I learn more, you know, I as I learn more about other people, I realize, like, my story... I mean, everybody's story is unique to them, but my story is not unique in any way because this something like this has happened to so many people. And it shouldn't. It absolutely shouldn't because I cannot tell you how frightening and scary and... Just, it was intense. The whole situation was intense. And I, I mean, I didn't even get into the roughest parts because the roughest parts, unfortunately, involve other people. Um, And I'm only going to talk about, and also, I mean, I'm thinking of things right now that I left out that just because so much happened, I could barely process it. Like, I, I mean, this is the first time I've ever just kind of said it all together. I don't even know if that whole timeline was right. You know, like... And I learned how much the Western medical system just failed me and how I believe in holistic medicine. And I believe in, I don't believe in just taking pills to bandaid problems. I believe in getting to root issues. And I believe that food can heal people. And like just there are simple changes people can make and that nobody deserves to feel like shit. How many times do people just shrug me aside And they just said, well, it's just constipation, whatever. Oh, my God, no. Or, like, just the gut issues. I'm like, or just the way people treat, like, treat you if you are gluten intolerant or if you have celiac, they just act like you're being high-maintenance and annoying. And I'm like, do you know how much pain my body is in when I have it? Do you know how serious this is? And I, I just... I just don't want anyone else to feel like this. And I want people to understand what they're doing to their bodies. And I think, I mean, also just this glorification of being thin. And I'm like, there's so much more to life. And like, what is thin? And there's all these women who are just unhealthy. And men, I mean, there's just all these people who are unhealthy. But we look to them and we think that they're... We, we see them as healthy. And they're not. And they're, people are spiraling out of control. And I see all these people on Instagram who... I have really messed up relationships with food and exercise, and I'm just, like, you're trying to be skinny right now, basically. That's what you're worried about, or just, like, looking good, and, like, it doesn't fucking matter. No one likes you more, and also, you're destroying your hormones in your body, and you're going to pay for it in 20 years. And, like, can we talk about longevity for a second? And just, like, true health, like, what is true health? And, like, it was just so good for me to get out of my body and realize, like, all this stuff that I was stressing out b- about before, like... Like, did I really need to get 100% on my test instead of, like, a 90? Like, was that really worth my stress? Like, was that worth not getting sleep? Was that worth not hanging out with my friends that night? Like, things like that. Like, what's important relationships? And, like, also just following my passions. Like, I realized I don't care, you know... People in my life don't understand what I'm doing or the things I'm into. They think I'm, like, really... They don't understand my job. They you know look down on everything and I'm just like whatever like I have finally found what I'm passionate about and I this is what fuels me like I just want to help people and I want to share I want us all to share our stories and I want us all to relate to each other and like let's talk about it let's talk about it let's not leave anybody else in the dark and yeah sorry I mean this was so long Honestly, I was going to break this up into two, but I feel like I'm just going to do a really long episode and be like, this is like a movie. This is like you sitting down to a movie. You can press pause, come back. Um, I could truly go on, but I want anyone, if they're, strugg- if they're currently struggling, for you to know that you're not alone and that you can get through it and it might be a rough road, but um, you can get through it. Find a team, find people who support you, find people who have a similar path to you be wary of the information that you're taking from like the media even books even just be wary of it and really be your own advocate I learned to be my own advocate I felt like I was I mean I had to be my own doctor at the end of things and I had to stand up for myself and even when there was moments when I felt like nobody was in my corner and I was fighting for myself going to all these doctors like it was my job literally nine to five I was at doctor's appointments seeing different specialists doing all these crazy tests i can't even tell you um i felt like i was in it alone and no one cared but like i had to fight for myself and i was tired but i was gonna do it and like no matter how many people turned me away i wasn't gonna stop and just don't give up on yourself and like i've learned that how important it is to try and be there for the people around me like I don't I just don't want people to feel alone, you know? So this was my very long podcast anniversary episode. Hopefully you understand a bit more about me. If there's anything in this that you want me to like talk more about, I totally can. Um, I'm sure you're probably like, Do you really have more to say? But sadly, yes. Like that was honestly like I feel like I gave a a really brief summary that doesn't even get into everything that happened and like um that was all over a period of about a year so yeah but i really want to thank you for listening if you listen to this whole thing you're pretty awesome and i truly love you guys and i love this community and i am so grateful i'm so grateful for you and i'm crying right now because i'm just really really happy and I'm glad that my heart kept going and that I got to where I am. And it's crazy how much your life can change in just a few years. And I'm a completely different person than I was a few years ago. And I know it's it's hard for people who knew me before to understand. I know they feel disconnected, but this is who I am. And I'm really passionate about the things I'm pursuing right now. And I hope that everybody else can, you know, find their healthiest happiest lives and I hope everybody else can find their passions and yeah okay I hope you have an amazing rest of your day I hope that you just feel good and I love you guys and I'll talk to you again next week I guess all right bye